0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Linwoods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. My guest today is Seneca Scott. He is a community activist out of Oakland, California. He is a former mayoral candidate uh, and from the city of Oakland. He is currently with the NAACP as a director and director data expert. Did I get that right, <laughs> Seneca? Did I get that right?
1: you have got it mostly right. I would say that I may be their data expert, but I wouldn't profess to be a data expert. But I do have them on my team, and I have a, a, a really good understanding of how our current voting system well, not working for, us but how it, the ins and outs of
0: it. Okay, so you are the data expert for the NAACP, and we just talked uh, off mic about you being from Cleveland, and you are yet you are in Oakland. How did you get there?
1: Well, I, I came to Oakland maybe eight, ten years ago as the East Bay director of SDIU 1021, a local labor union that was with a big well not we but they were the biggest labor union in the county. So I came up to lead the operations out of the East Bay, which includes Oakland and all of the, the cities in the East Bay, if you're familiar, ranging from as north as Richmond, as south as Fremont, and that's east as San Ramon. And I came up to, you know, do negotiations and organize and this is right after the recession. We had a bunch of strikes. It was a real active time. So I came to Oakland for that. But I came to the West Coast. After college, I went to Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, and studied industrial labor relations, which is work and, and unions. I actually went into being a union organizer and did that work for quite some time. Moved me, you know SoCal. I was in L.A. for a while, and then I came up to Oakland. But I, I left the union life. About eight years ago, to focus on community organizing, in particular food justice. And I created an urban farm, a company I co founded called o'cala It's a big production company, and a uh, nonprofit, Neighbors Together, Oakland. And I could go on and on. I go <laughs> active in the hood and stuff.
0: Active you in know, the hood, okay. Active
1: in the hood, <laughs> plant your feet and let your roots grow with your at.
0: Roots take a while to grow. Yes, they Be do.
1: Strong. And you have to be consistent and persistent. So I wanted to, you know, set my roots down and I settled in West Oakland in the Lower Bottoms, which is not the home of the Black Panthers, but where they came up at. They were founded in North Oakland, but they shortly after being founded, moved to these neighborhoods. I actually live in one of the houses that members lived in and worked out of wow. on, the street in the lower bottom so we picked up that mission and started trying to feed ourselves we wanted to create we have created soil-based economies that are decentralized that serve as the incubation of parallel systems if you will that will serve us to survive as our currency collapsing before our very eyes including voting rights which brings me here today
0: Oh, okay. So before we get into the, the voting rights thing, I was watching something you were on and you talked about something that you dealt with in your life. You have a hearing challenge. How did that affect oh, yes. what you do like as a community activist? How did that affect that? How how was it growing up with that and then developing you know, yourself going to be a community activist?
1: you're you the first person who's ever asked me about that
0: oh and okay
1: i've done countless um uh, i mean if you look me up then you know i've been real active this past couple of years and got a lot of national media and all of that and no one's ever asked me about it you know the biggest deterrent is that i have 50 percent bilateral hearing loss and if my older brother's got it a little bit worse and we both wear hearing aids and to me It made me pay more attention because I didn't want to miss what people are saying. And as a communicator who follows the philosophy that the meaning of communication is the response you receive, I've got to listen to people to be able to communicate effectively with them. And it's very hard to do that when you don't hear people very well. So it makes me a very active listener. Okay. Um, I I read lips. So don't be talking no mess about me across the room. I'm going to bust you.
0: Know?
1: But I, I, read, I read lips. I was such the mask. very difficult during COVID. Uh, and there are a lot of people who may not have even known that they were hearing impaired who found out the hard way how much they read lips naturally when those masks went, went on. Right?
0: And right
1: because people listen to the headphones a lot and stuff like that and a lot of people listen to closed caption on their tv mm-hmm. so a, lot, a lot of people have billion degrees of hearing loss especially as you get older i think it's one of the things that endears me to organizing our elders which is a particular importance to me but we got to shout at each other because we are deaf so i can you know talk loud and everything and i'll get into why the elders are important to me later but mm. I, I would say that it's helped me be a better communicator and be a better listener and you know that's about it
0: that's
1: what happened at least half my hair do you know praise the lord
0: praise I the lord
1: hair out of both my ears and it's given me you know a, a, a gift of perception because when you read in people's lips and what they're saying you also read in their, their body language their posture because if someone's posture and they look angry, uh-huh. if you think you're hearing something different, you know you're not hearing them right because everything else is giving you signals that this person upset or vice versa, right? So, yeah. you know, I think it gives me a little superpower to be as an
0: organizer. It does, and you know what else? You're talking about reading reading lips and reading body language, and our texting today leaves uh, a lot of, well, it can cause a lot of misinterpretation because we can't read all of that into a person when we're texting.
1: Ooh, i don't like text i still pick up the
0: phone
1: <laughs> um i text people i'm close with okay. they don't read into i don't have to lol smiley face everything oh. you know explanation point and all of that <laughs> stuff so people don't get, get their feelings hurt so i agree you said it's a medium that should be used cautiously so check it mm-hmm. we have to go full circle again because yeah. of artificial
0: intelligence AI,
1: uh-huh. all the technology. I created a situation that people just have an inherent distrust of everything they see because we're an intelligent species. Our subconscious and our collective subconscious works and then you add the spiritual component to it. People right now want to see it up front. That's why people like YouTube, people like podcasts, they want to know it's straight and it's not being manipulated, that it's not tough like a lot of these fake grassroots movements are. Right, people want mm-hmm. the real grass and they don't want it in the digital grass. So they, they, people think it's going one way, but I think that spiritually it's going another way and that people are going to return to the church and return to the guilds and the halls and hopefully the farm. Well, I'm trying to get people out to the community gardens and make people grow food because you see these grocery stores and right. not just the grocery store, but the energy that prices to get the car to the grocery store. And then the safety issues and concerns that we are seeing it's just a lot going on right now. So the more you can produce the way we used to with the Victory Gardens and Community Gardens and use it as an organizing hub, there's, there's something there, right? So that's what i kind of been after as an organizer, which led me to running for office.
2: Okay. But I wanted to
1: say that about taps. touch that I agree with you, I'm not a, um, uh, a person who's who's a want to run for office like that. I don't know how to, I'm not a political person. If you an
0: organizer, I always should say I don't like politics. Well, how did you, I yeah. Like organizer. But, Seneca, that's interesting. You're a, you're an organizer, yet you ran for office. Well, how, you know. Uh, how did that happen?
1: That. There's a quote for that. You know who Hunter Thompson is? Hunter S. Thompson? No. He's a
0: wild
1: boy. <laughs> it, was, it was a movie called Fear, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Johnny Depp.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And there's a reporter, it's a white dude, and he's like, you know, he's the father of Gonzo journalists, very famous journalist. Okay. And he has a quote that I love, and it says, I've always considered myself basically an anarchist, at least in the abstract. But every once in a while, you have to come out of the closet and deal with reality. I'm interested in politics, but not as an ideology, simply as an art of self-defense. So I went for office because it was 2020 and a pandemic had exposure a lot to the cracks and in the integrity of our city. And I don't mean integrity just in the lack of honesty and corruption, but also like a ship's hall just in functionality. And things started falling apart and a homeless started piling up and crime and everything. It was everything which followed apart. And my neighbors were like, We gotta run for city council, we gotta get involved And they were asking me to leave. And I'm like, Why me? I just wanna chill with the goats. <laughs> and um and grow these food and throw these parties like i'm out of the politics i left the unions and stuff like that i like what i'm doing now the simplicity of it and how important it is but that's not what they wanted okay so and when i say out of self-defense i mean we're, we're fighting for the very lives of the people in these communities right now who are literally dying we have a hierarchy of needs as human beings right now people of the lord our hierarchy above all is Christ. It's being believers, right? People who go who would that mm-hmm. way. But on the physical plane, because unless you want to go meet him for sooner little later, mm-hmm. you still live in this world. You have a hierarchy of needs. The first above all is safety, because if you're not safe, you get killed and you don't need nothing. You dead. Right. But the first thing you need is air. And then you need water.
2: hmm
1: And then you need food. And then you need shelter. Now, here in West Oakland, every single one of those things is compromised through six Every single one of them. The air we breathe is toxic. The soil, we have to put wood chips down before we put soil to grow food, right?
2: So Mm -hmm. our our,
1: our water is poisoned, so we got to clean it. So air, the water, the food, the shelter, we got homeless people everywhere.
0: Yeah, that is a huge problem on that West Coast. Huge mm, problem.
1: And it's going to get worse. So, you know, not to be negative about it, but that's why I'm in defensive mode.
0: right.
2: right. So okay. I, I,
1: I, ran, I ran because I knew I didn't have no money and I wasn't going to win when I was going to at least do like Al Sharpton did in a presidential election, I don't know, 12 years ago or so. And he made them talk about the issues. It was brilliant, right? It would go down uh-huh. to history as one of the most brilliant performances in an American presidential debate.
0: Well speaking of, of Al Reverend Al and then you mentioned spirituality and then the the church. The church is has always been a community center or source of things for the African American community. How did it factor into the politics of Oakland?
1: Well Oakland used to be a black city. It is the home of the poor importers the first black middle class mm-hmm. shipyard and we owned these majestic homes here in this neighborhood. Uh, and it was a source of generational wealth for many african-american families who came from the south we have as we spoke about before the legacy of the panthers social justice we have the arts and music and culture that oakland is famous for that has you know has its own place like Motown and other places. I mean, besides Motown, Oakland may be the most you know New Orleans. It's There's a lot comes from here when you start getting to the roots of Black us. And it's a very important city for us. We, we were a thriving, beautiful Black city. And now we're not anymore. And more people, the average person who's homeless, now the amount of homeless people who are Black has been decreasing. Like, it used to be 80% of, like, in 2016, 80% of Oakland homeless were black and went homeless to the neighborhoods they grew up in. Now, because of the the, the rise of drug tourism, homeless is multifaceted. You don't just have your black people who went homeless because various reasons because you know it was hard for us
2: right then
1: you have all these white people coming here because of our permissiveness and now you have these open and drug markets and white people are not as black population has dipped to about 60 65 it's hard to keep track of it's it changing so fast but let's just say it's a lot more white people here
2: wow. uh, if
1: i may tell a story Okay, If I will, in my neighborhood, at my community garden, a little over a year ago. And this is why I wearing for mayor, so it's connected. I I started waiting for city council and not having money and not just seeing, like, you know, I got 2,400 votes. The person who won, she got, like, 16,000 votes. She got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I had, like, $8,000. The revolution Mm -hmm. is
0: not really funded. Those, as I said, those, I used to word terms because they like to say they're grassroots, but they're not really grassroots. Right? Okay, yeah. But,
2: because they are no roots
1: are tied to the community. But, when it comes to the garden, the story I was telling, so Halloween night or Halloween Eve, last year, October 30th, um, I get a call. First of all, I get the first call I get is my neighbor, three houses down, who was shot in the face
2: while holding his infant child. Hmm.
1: His face,
2: somebody just mm-hmm.
1: started shooting at his door because he's be gay or something. I don't know, I'm not gonna speculate, but they believe it's because him and his husband were, were gay or whatever, somebody was hating on him.
2: Okay.
1: And that ain't never acceptable. I don't care what you think about anyone's lifestyle. That is not okay. Right. Um. And these are our neighbors. So that was already happening. Then I get another call from my other neighbor that people were breaking into our community garden. And stealing from from the garden, and so our police response time, just to put it in perspective, is nineteen minutes on the on on the phone before nine one one. Oh um, wow! Picks up nineteen minutes.
0: No, that that's bad. Right,
1: and right. Then, and then hold on, and then twenty percent of, of calls go unanswered.
0: Do you mean like if I'm calling the 911 to the police and it's supposed to be going to the dispatchers and then no one. You'll hold for 19
1: minutes.
0: So what do they? What do they propose to to do about that? And then on the other end, uh, Ooh, what uh, do you... we don't have time for all of that? <laughs> it's a, it's a,
1: it's, we don't have a good plan. Yeah. The...
0: Not a good plan. Okay. Uh, uh, because people are fighting
1: it over whether to defund the police or not.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about the, To the
1: story, like right? I don't, I don't call police for two reasons. One, I didn't know the race of the people who were breaking into the garden. Mm And when you call police on black people, you're risking that person's life. So you better do it with caution. Not that you don't do it, but if it's somebody's physical safety is at risk, Mm -hmm. or someone's property is at risk of a significant value, that does matter. Right, people act like it don't, but okay. Because that not that that's directly violent, but if you steal something from someone that causes a domino effect, when well, that person loses employment and then they, hunt, th- then they start self-harming or projecting that grief on other people, you set off something. You can get, you can me for that too. That's just my perspective. So I don't know if you're black or not, what I'm saying, so I don't want to call the police while I see what's going on. So I go down there, I see these two white boys, White man, let me be accurate. That's a large white man, so they're not anemic yet from the drug use. They have a bunch of bikes and they're setting up the tents and stuff like the homeless do. They can't be anywhere because you can't get them out.
2: Mm-hmm. I see
1: some needles on our garden table outside where our children sit every day when we feed people, and I've to let them know this is a community garden. We don't do this here. Get back the hot water heater you just stole that piece of water in our kitchen and crack up your stuff and kindly keep it moving. And they said no. And I said, I'm not going to repeat myself again. I pulled a knife, one of them pulled a knife. I pulled my fire on. Hmm. And then I was proceeding with my citizen's arrest with a, luckily for me, a police officer was driving down the street. We both flagged them down and I ended up getting arrested and getting the gun charges. Now I'm not worried about no misdemeanor gun charges. I got a good lawyer. By the way, those charges were dropped and I get my fire on that. Which I knew what would what, what happen, okay. right? A lot of people don't know their rights. But I knew that I was well within my rights, and that worst-case scenario, even if my rights were disenfranchised, the penalty would be a misdemeanor. So, like, whatever, right? Like, I'd rather deal with that than get stabbed by some white dude. I'm yeah. not doing that. After that, I said, you know what, I'm a one for mayor. I should not have <laughs> had to risk my safety, my life, and all mm-hmm. of this type of stuff to protect us from people who are besieging our neighborhoods as drug tours. So it's a really complicated thing because like my nonprofit sued the city for not following a homeless policy. The homeless advocate, activists acting like I'm the next coming a Hitler or, or Trump and the black mm. people love me because they like, these people are just messing up our whole lives. And they look at the homeless because they white and they don't even live here, right?
0: Right, right.
1: This, this is the theme that's going on right now is progressive white Democrats are killing our neighborhoods and killing our black community. They are one of the most dangerous groups. They're more dangerous than people who you know don't have the best interests in mind we know you know that people who in the south who want to take black people's voting rights so we know that that republican party members who are blatantly racist we know how to operate with them mm-hmm. we don't know how to operate with these white liberals and this is the thing that our ancestors rest in peace told us and they like they laid the game down and they like Malcolm and Martin and Medgar Evans and And I'm looking at the pictures on my wall right now. Fred (laughs) Hampton and and Marcus Garvey, they laid the game down and told you don't trust these people. So now they call themselves progressive, who don't make progress. And all of their policies seem to end up causing harm in black neighborhoods, even though they tell us that they have our best interests in mind. Which brings us to rent your if you want to go there, because it's one of them policies. Totally black people.
0: We talked about the mayoral race. We talked about that. And you're working with the NAACP. In Oakland according to PR Newswire and Yahoo News that uh, it was said that quote that the NAACP is demanding a recount in the recent Oakland mayor's election due to a razor-thin margin of victory of 677 votes which is an unusually high number of disqualified votes and widespread confusion surrounding ranked choice voting like uh, that was the RCV unquote so RCV. yeah so talk to me about all that that, that was just said
1: well rcv rank choice voting is a way of voting and now let me say this first the old way of voting doesn't work either but largely not due to the system but due to the amount of money and lobbies that can spend as much money as they want and tax and stuff but voter reform is needed and so one of those voter reform ideas was ranked choice voting and it's a big issue right now You can pick a a slate of people. So there were ten candidates, and you get to pick five candidates, up to five candidates, in order from one to five. And then instead of having runoffs, every round, if nobody gets half the votes, the bottom person's eliminated, and then their votes are redistributed based on who who voted for what. Now it's enormously complicated. Most people don't understand it. The data shows it hasn't had the same outcome. Now the reason they did it officially was to save money on not having to run a primary. but then the message became this is a way to improve democracy by making candidates be nicer to each other and people could run slaves and work together and we can both be running for mayor and we can say hey vote for us two number one and two whatever you want or us five or You know, they're supposed to make everyone kumbaya. It hasn't worked out like that for various reasons. But I'm going to get into this particular election and why things have been so alarming. So first, they took a while to count the votes, but that's fine. The problem is that the margin, the the, the first day they counted the votes, they didn't tell people how long they were going to take, and it took a while, longer than usual, and the person who was up by a significant number of points ended up losing. So that threw people off emotionally, but that's not really as relevant as a couple of things. So let me start in order because this is going to have to get so pen and paper out because this is crazy
0: okay
1: i'm not even going to get into the fact that the person who won filed late the city covered it up they they, they deleted camera footage they claimed that their timestamp was malfunctioning even though there were multiple timestamps in the office i mean there's just so much with this thing but i'm gonna stick with the voting we used to have three choices then they moved from three to five they didn't tell anyone there was no education done There are actually two websites up, even right now, from the Alameda County Registrar's office. One that says you have three choices, one that says you have five. As a result, the number of people who exhausted ballots, which means you didn't fill out all five choices, which is your right, you don't know if that person did that because they didn't want to pick five choices or they thought they only had three. But the point is, the exhausted ballots doubled from the last mayor election. That's a red flag. They had conflicting information, and many people thought there were only three choices and only picked three because there was no education done. This hey. is why they're grilling the registrar right now while I'm okay. talking to
0: you. Okay. So you're saying so that they it. thought it was five? They thought it was uh, three, but it was actually five people that they could vote so that,
1: for? Some people thought it was three. Most people thought it was three. The person who won during uh. the voting tweeted out here's your three choices. You have three choices. So the mayor-elect herself thought it was three. Everybody thought it was three, mostly. Except okay. for the people who are really in the know, which is absolutely anti-democratic. So that's problem number one. So check it. hmm This election was decided by 677 votes. Yes. Okay. That's slightly over a half a percent. Six percent. Now, I'm going to introduce some more terminology. Follow me here. Okay. And you're going to have to follow me and learn new terminology. And when I finish with this, you're going to understand why I think that electoral choice voting has had a disparate impact on black communities and marginalized communities. And we should have been using it and experiment has failed. And that's okay. You not to take it personal. But I digress. There were three, slightly under 3,100, up to 3,096 overvotes. What an overvote is, is someone who made a mistake in filling out the ballot that disqualifies that ballot from continuing at some form in one of those rounds so i'll give you an example let's say i voted for seneca scott me number one
2: mm-hmm. seneca
1: scott me number two and then lauren taylor number three the runner-up seneca scott gets the first vote and then because i made a mistake and put seneca twice thrown in the overvote trash pile lauren taylor never gets the continuing ballot he doesn't get the vote even though The voter intent was very clear from that person that Seneca was their first choice and Laura was their second. Mm. Since they made that mistake, it's called it as an overvote and it goes into the overvote trash pile. And I call it the trash pile because they're throwing this person's vote away.
2: Mm, That happened
1: to 3,096 people, my neighbors in the city of Oakland. Hmm. I'll give you another one. Okay. There were about three to four hundred people whose votes were thrown in the trash as well because the signature did not match. Because the Maryland ballots you have to sign. If the signature doesn't match, the ballot is disqualified. I don't know exactly how many in the Oakland election because the county only gave countywide numbers. If you extrapolate from the countywide numbers, you get the Oakland number, right? Which okay. is like 400. So here's why that's important. The ACLU mm-hmm. won a lawsuit just this year that you can't throw people's votes in the trash because the signature doesn't match. Because there's many reasons why a person's signature did not match. They had a hand injury, they got old, they don't remember what their old signature was. They... they change
0: their name. Who knows? Uh, on and on and on. But you know, Seneca, sometimes you like my last name is Woods and sometimes my S on the end doesn't always look the same every time I write it.
1: They could disqualify your ballot for
0: that. Hmm, okay. So
1: now you have another three to 400 ballots, people who voted in good faith in the trash pile. Now let me tell you why that's important. Now remember, this election was decided by how many?
0: 677 votes. Okay,
1: you take good
0: notes if you have an excellent
1: memory or both. So, <laughs> 677 Seventy seven votes and you got 3,500 votes in the trash. Now, let me tell you why that's important. Okay. There's a thing called voter intent. The government, the registrar, is supposed to make every single effort to count every single ballot. And in any case where a ballot would be disqualified, but the voter intent was clear, they have the right to create a duplicate ballot and count that vote. That's very important to remember. I got some more big stuff coming for people who following this. If you're still following this, when you hear the, the big bang shebang, you're going to be like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> okay? So, when this election results came out, me, personally, was the very first person in the city of Oakland to say, what is the algorithm used to count the votes? My data people are spotting some statistical anatomy in this vote. It doesn't look like it's done right. There's some algorithm issue. There's no open source algorithms. You're asking them to trust you. And we need disclosure of the formula you use to count the votes because it's not adding up. Something's wrong. And everybody laughed at it three and a half weeks ago. Leave that on the shelf when I go back to what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So you got this trash pile the NAACP said you cannot have an election decided by a half a percent that you're throwing away thousands of votes and that the margin of victory is only 677 votes we need to have a manual recount to look at those votes to number one make sure you got it right number two make sure we challenge the votes you threw away when it's clear that person didn't made an easy mistake that you could have fixed. Here's why that's important. We already know from looking at the past vote records, the mistakes that were made. And let me tell you, there were clearly over a thousand mistakes where the person's intent was clear and their ballot was thrown in the trash.
0: Being that that happened in Oakland, do you think that this is a nationwide problem that happens during elections all the time?
1: Yes, because we don't have open source software in our voting machines because we only have three companies and they say that they're... It's proprietary to them. So we can't see the mechanism by which they count votes. Here's why that's important. Dominion voting machine the most popular one. When we use Dominion, out of the county, and this summer, the Department of Homeland Security informed people that there were nine different security breaches that somebody could hack the Dominion voting machines and change the outcome of elections. This is after they claimed that it was the most secure election in history. Then they switched from, oh, well, thank you for informing us all of these security breaches. Thank God none of them happened. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Then they told people. Patch the security breaches. Anyone using Dominion, here are nine patches, or here are the patches to your software to prevent these security breaches. When we asked Alameda County, if they patch the software, or they have an answer to that. That's a problem. We know that people can hide it. We know that there's no disclosure of algorithms used. We don't know how people count up votes. And now both parties, Democrats and Republicans, now are questioning election integrity across the country. So we went from bitter political divide to political secretariatism, where well, we're like religious about it. Now we're so divided, we got people storming capitals. Now no one trusts the election. You know what happens next? People are going to start getting hurt. People are going to start getting killed over this stuff. It's not a game. Mm-hmm. We don't play with democracy. This is how violent revolution or violent uprisings happen. And we're playing with fire right now by thinking this is not, not a, this is a joke. So we're here right now the Alameda County Board of Supervisors meeting. I'm watching it on my monitor. Waiting for my turn to speak. Okay. To demand a manual recount so we can go through every single ballot by hand. And here's why. Last week, guess what happened? You probably already know, but don't don't spoil my, my <laughs> moment. Guess what happened? <laughs> what what happened? Okay. Last week it was discovered that there was an algorithm error in Oakland's election, and mm-hmm. one of the school board elections is being overturned because of
2: it.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well. And
1: guess what's worse? The person who lost was a black man, an incumbent who lost to a white man, Well, he didn't really lose, he really won. But since they messed up the algorithm, he lost. Do you think they just overturned the election? That would be the simple thing to do, overturn the election, right? That can't happen. You want to know why?
0: Why?
1: Because they certified it already. This brother has to go spend his own money on a lawyer to win his only election he won, because the, they
0: messed up. So you're you're sitting there waiting right now to hear uh, from, from Alameda County whether or not you all can do like a manual recount, right?
1: We were demanding a manual recount. Then, so if you look in the trash pile, what they showed is when they re-ran those numbers, they were willing to correct that election and create a duplicate ballot for people where mistakes were made. Yeah. So I want to look into the trash pile, and everyone who has their ballot is qualified because of the signature mismatch. Mm-hmm. There's a state law. We The ACLU won the lawsuit this year that says that you have to give those people an opportunity to vote. You can't just disqualify their ballot without notifying them. Okay. So they violated that law. That's, that's 400 votes. Remember, six, seven, and 7.
0: That's 300 so. votes right there. we mm-hmm. got
1: another 3,096 votes in the trash pile that didn't continue all the way. We need to go through all of them. We need to demand and challenge the ones whose voter intent was clear, which is a lot of them. And then, and only then, will we know who truly won this election, because it's so close. And because of all of that, I want to say this. In 1915, the Supreme Court case that made the NAACP's bone, which they successfully proved that literacy tests were unconstitutional for voter registration what the heck is this mm-hmm. if any of you actually understand what i was just saying clap yourselves on the back because mm-hmm. it is very complex i tried to be slow and deliberate as possible but it's very complex yeah. and no one mm-hmm. should have to especially our elders who are like we don't like this system some of these people are foundational black voters who are among the first black people to fight and vote and they don't like it mm-hmm. and the white liberals are telling them no you do like it. you love it in fact and they're saying no we don't and they said shut up and take it and we're not going to shut up and take it now elders are important which comes to the final thing before i shut up and mute my phone because i know you got questions because i just said a lot here right here's the thing for people uh, uh, of faith okay there's only one commandment that comes with a promise and what is it to honor thy parents and you get a reward mm-hmm. you live a long time
0: yeah long life that's the
1: only one every other commandment god just says do it do this do that do, this, uh-huh. do that don't do that do this but this one this one is special
0: yeah honor that this mother one, and that father
1: we're not living long because we are ignoring our elders. We're not yes. honoring. And it's not your parents. It's the parents. Right? It's the elders. That's how I take
0: it. That is true.
1: And so, what elders are telling me they don't like this, and they don't feel that they vote was counted. Some of them made a mistake and said, I just voted for the same person five times. I didn't know. Right? I voted for you five times, so I would have voted for another black man that I know. Then your vote was thrown in the trash. Right. I ain't gonna let, I'm not gonna let my black people's votes be thrown in the
0: trash. But uh, thank you so much for being our guest today and informing and educating us on what's going on. So All how.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you, uh,
0: Yes. Can people reach out to you, Seneca Scott? Okay.
1: You can reach out to me through the NAACP. You also can follow me on Twitter at Seneca Speaks at uh, 21. So just my name is Speaks Plow, S-P-E-A-K-S 21.
0: Uh, Okay, then, Seneca Scott, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, and blessings to you and and everything that you do, and just as they say, keep doing the work. And thank you, friends, for joining us today. Make sure that you subscribe right now, like and follow. Hit that subscribe button so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting podcast. Now, to reach me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. That's at L-I-N-W-O. O O D S or Instagram at Lynn Woods 96 or Facebook Lynn Woods. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast where we talk to inspire. God bless.